everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rapping with Refum. I am your host, Keith Brocklehammer. So on today's show, I welcome Dr. Tim Hovenis. And Tim, well, thank you so much, Tim, for, for taking time to join us on the live stream tonight. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks for inviting yeah. me, Keith. So, so th those of you who don't know, and, and Tim, Dr. Tim is a, a very well-known person in the hobby, but for those of you that don't know Tim, he is the president of Dr. Tim's Aquatics, and for 17 years, he was the chief science officer of Aquaria Inc., the parent company of Marineland Aquarium Products, Aquarium Systems, which is Instant Ocean, and Perfecto Manufacturing. Tim's groundbreaking research on nitrifying bacteria led him to discovering and developing Biospira. Tim has authored numerous scientific papers and has written articles on tropical fish for several magazines. He has been inv an invited speaker and contributing author at several domestic and international conferences. He was the editor of Seascope magazine and is a member of many scientific organizations. So, Tim, I'm really excited to, uh, to talk to you tonight, and I know all the folks out there that are viewing are uh, just chomping at the bit to ask you a bunch of questions. We, um, but before we, uh, we start talking, I want to take care of a little business here. I want to mention um, you know, the sponsors for the uh, live stream both Bulk Reef Supply and, and Ecotech Marine. Thank you uh, both to Bulk Reef Supply and Ecotech Marine for being um, a sponsor of the live stream. I really appreciate the support. And I also want to thank you folks that have been uh, viewing and that are tuning in tonight for supporting the show. As always, please feel free to comment in the chat section and ask your questions. So, and uh, if you haven't already done so, please hit that like button, smash that like button, some more people uh, out there will find this uh, this live stream. So, Tim, can can for those that don't know what Dr. Uh, Tim's Aquatics is all about, can you just kind of give a brief overview on on what the company is all about? Sure, Keith. The company basically builds on my background as a microbiologist, very applied microbiologist, or you know, aquatic. A, aquarium microbiology in making natural a lot of companies say natural natural it's a buzzword of course but almost all our products are bacteria based uh, there's a lot of companies out there selling chemicals but we're microbiologists and biologists and, and a reef is a biological system aquarium is a biological system and the bacteria are kind of a and I don't know about forgotten, but they're not thought about a lot. Mm -hmm. but, and they control the system. Uh, they really do. They're the difference between success and not having success. And unintentionally, we do a lot of things to get rid of or limit the bacteria in a, a reef tank, which leads to all sorts of problems, which perhaps we'll talk about tonight. But it's all the company's basically about getting the bacteria back in the system and having natural products to assist in having a successful tank. Yeah, you know, I think we'll uh, we'll certainly get into this sort of thing. But, uh, you know, I certainly have questions. I mean, there's a lot of products out there in the market, and I'm not going to, you know, name the specific products out there that are essentially chemicals and can kill, I think, uh, many different varieties of bacteria. So my, my concern always when, when I'm using those types of products is, you know, what what's the impact on those good guy bacteria? You know, if, if, if it's... Uh, taking out a bunch of different types of bacteria, how is that potentially impacting the nitrogen cycle when you're using those types of products? Exactly. And, and many of the products are what we call more of a shotgun approach in terms of 
they can't tell the difference between the good nitrifying bacteria and potentially the bad disease-causing bacteria. Um, and so they can't. They, they just, they're going to harm everything. And a lot of times you'll end up doing more harm than good using some products uh, unintentionally. You know, you're, you're doing what the manufacturer says, but it upsets the whole system and then your tank spirals out of control. You start getting all sorts of you know, dinoflagellates and hair algae and all sorts of things. And there's, there's reasons for that. There's always a biological reason. We may not know what it is. But. Right. A, a, a reef tank is, a, is a, a delicate ecosystem. And if it gets kind of thrown out of balance, then I think that's, uh, that's not a good thing. And that's what I've kind of found out in my, my reef keeping career is that uh, when you kind of jar things a little bit on, on a reef tank, then um, typically not good, thing, good, good things will not happen as a result. Right. And what I've been trying to do, and I still do research, and then I talk to a lot of people. We get a lot of uh, emails and social media contacting, I've got this problem, I've got that problem, is put some numbers behind that balance. Because when you say it's not balanced, what does that mean? Right. And that's what I've been working on, is in, and i trying to figure out, I can tell you, like I can pretty much tell you that if you come to me at a you know one of the consumer shows and say your tank is overrun with dinoflagellates, I pretty much know you don't have any phosphate or nitrate in the system. That's it's just a recurring thing that if you have no nitrate, no phosphate, you're going to have lots of dinoflagellates. So that system's out of balance. But but why? Because there's still people out there saying, oh, you want to eliminate all your nitrate and phosphate. And that's a huge mistake. Uh, all you do is you shift from one problem to another. And that's the out of balance. Nature's going to fill the void, and most of the void's going to get filled with stuff you don't want. So I was going to get to this, but um, what would you say is a, uh, a good level to have in terms of nitrates and a good level to have in terms of phosphates in a, uh, in a reef tank that's um, you know not going to be... Uh, bumping up against an ultra-low nutrient system. Right. Based on my experience in conversations, phosphate should be about 0.03 to 0.05. It needs to be measurable. And nitrate should be at least 5, around 10, so, you know, 7 to 10, but definitely above 5. How do you get an accurate reading of your nitrates and phosphates if, um, you know, you've got a ton of algae, right? You've got a whole bunch of cyanobacteria, and you're getting zero readings on your nitrates and phosphates. I mean, that can't be the case. The cyano is probably absorbing all those nitrates and phosphates, no? Well, that and, and what is part of the problem with phosphate is that that is a really sticky molecule. And we're only measuring what's called the, the orthophosphate, the PO3, 4 minus. So that is, or scientifically, the soluble reactive phosphate. And that is a very small portion of the total phosphate in the tank. So picture the pie representing total phosphate. 99% of the phosphate in the aquarium you can't measure because it's in the organic form that is stuck to something. And that is then the, the phosphate is released as things degrade, but phosphate is like gold. As soon as it becomes available, it's going to be grabbed by somebody. 
And it was the case with cyanobacteria is when you don't have nitrate measurable in the water, that plays right into cyano. So another balance or out of balance issue is you have phosphate at 0 0.05.1, but your nitrate is zero. I say 99 times out of 100, you're going to have cyanobacteria. Why? You don't have any nitrate in the water, so that inhibits things like bacteria that need, that, I'm sorry, you don't have any nitrate in the water, so that inhibits things that need nitrate from the water, like bacteria. Cyanobacteria can fix nitrogen from the atmosphere. That's one of their key things. So when you limit the nitrate in the water, they'll just fix it from the atmosphere. So you shifted to a favorable situation for the cyanobacteria. So how can you get an accurate reading if, if you've got um, you know, those um, hurdles in play in terms of being able to measure uh, phosphate accurately? You know, I mean, how, how, how can you really get the, um, the, the, the clearest picture possible in terms of coming up with some sort of plan of attack? I mean, if, if, if you have zero nitrates and zero phosphates or one or the other, then you either got to feed your fish more or you got to dose nitrates and phosphates. That or turn your skimmer right. off. You know, and I, I and I have people look at me like, oh, my God, what did you just say? Turn the skimmer <laughs> off. <laughs> but what do most people do? If they have a 150-gallon reef tank, they went and they go, well, I'm really going to fix this. I'm going to get a 500-gallon an hour, you know, 500-gallon skimmer. I'm going to over-skim. And there's no reason to be skimming so much because, and, and there's a great paper that was published years ago by Sanjay uh, on this, when you skim, you're removing bacteria from the water column. And when you remove the bacteria from the water column, you're removing a whole trophic level, a whole group of organisms that you need. And they showed these using flow cytometry uh, and, and uh, that the, the bacteria levels would drop as soon as you turn the skimmer on. Well, that plays into the hand of the of the cyano or the dinos or the hair algae because the bacteria in the water are the competitor to them. And now we've eliminated a competitor. To get back to your question of how you can accurately measure, you know, the short answer is you can't really accurately measure. It's, it's you know, people, uh, we, we have an $8,000 piece of equipment to measure things and you do filter the water, you've got glassware when you're doing phosphate in a lab that is only used for phosphate. You don't ever mm -hmm. clean it with these types of soaps. You acid wash it, you know, it's crazy. But what you have to do really, so if I say that, what's the fix? Measure over time, get an idea, not a snapshot mm -hmm. of what is it today, what has it been in the last month? Is it trending up? Is it trending down? And then make some observations. My tank looks great. My tank looks terrible. I'm getting hints of cyano or dino or spots of hair algae. And that gives you the, the indication. And don't worry too much about the number. But if, if the kits come up you know, low or zero, you can be pretty sure that they are low or zero. And, you've yeah, you've got to feed turn the skimmer off to let things recycle a little bit, um, and then just look at what might be the, the sinks. Where could phosphate or nitrate be uh, disappearing? If you have a lot of corals, well, the symbiotic organisms inside corals need phosphate. Right. Yeah. So any, so. any um, 
any um, hobby grade test kits that you like more than others to measure phosphate? Uh, well, I mean, we we uh, you know full disclosure, we do we do sell a phosphate test kit. It works out really well. Um, the main thing with phosphate, uh, I mean, the Salaford kits are good. The Elos kits are, are fine. Um, even the haunted checkers, but if if you're trying to get super accurate, you really need to keep the software or the the glassware specific for phosphate. And and like I say, yeah. we keep we keep it in a water bath because you can get false readings, uh, because it's such a sticky molecule that it'll stick to your dirty glassware. And I've I've had pictures where people send me their test kit, and it's like. What did you do to this vial? <laughs> Have you ever cleaned it, rinsed it, or anything? I, you know, your high level might just be a false, a false right. level. Right. I usually do a vinegar bath in my vials, like after every uh, few tests, just to um, make sure that they're. Yeah, it's a weak. It's yeah, it's a weak acid that's cleaning the the vials. Right. Yeah. So, all right, Tim, we've got uh, we've got a few questions coming through, and thank you so much. Um, I'm gonna. I'm not exactly sure what this stands for. Men wear pink STG four. Thank you so much for the uh, for the super chat. And the question is: uh, purple non-sulfur PNS seating. Thoughts on that? Well, the that's purple. So this is the purple non-sulfur bacteria. bacteria. Yeah. yeah. And here here's the problem or this the situation because now you know the binomics are coming where you analyze all the bacteria in your aquarium and the idea is that if you know all the bacteria that you can somehow replicate it and here's this is not an aquarium problem this is a scientific problem we are terrible at growing bacteria we as microbiologists we can identify them now with all these techniques and uh, we can't grow them and then the other thing is even if you put certain bacteria like the purple, you know, the PMS in there, that doesn't mean they're going to become established. Just because you throw the bacteria in there doesn't mean that there's a niche for them, a place that they can live. And what I haven't found evidence of in the limited uh, bionomic studies done on aquariums is that they're a natural part of the component. You know, yes, maybe they temporarily work, but do they become established? I don't think that's um, that's been shown. Uh, they definitely could play a role, but how important that role or is a permanent role? Because people always ask me with our bacteria products, well, why do I have to add them all the time? Well, because you're doing all these things to remove them. Plus, bacteria are food. Hmm. They're, they're food for lots of, whether they're benthic bacteria or bacteria in the water column, they're food for other organisms or what do corals, you know, people want to talk about rotifers for coral. And I always say rotifers are like eating French fries <laughs> to corals. Okay. What do corals do 24 hours a day? They filter water, they filter reef water. And what is reef water full of? Bacteria. So that. Nope, we lost you for a second there, Tim. I think he's coming back. Hang in there. Just dealing with a uh, poor connection. Hopefully we'll get Tim back on uh, ASAP.
Let me see what we got going on here. Tim, can you hear me? Let's try. Sorry, folks. I apologize for the delay. We lost Tim there for a second, but we are going to try and get him back. So let's see if Skype will cooperate here. I think this will, uh, we had a good connection going on. I don't know what happened there. Just all of a sudden we got cut off. But, um, you know, as we're uh, working to get uh, Tim back on, feel free. I see there's already a couple of uh, more questions uh, in the chat that will um, pepper Tim with when we get him back on. I think he's uh, coming back through now. Come on. Not yet. Uh, yeah, you know, so the, the whole bacteria dosing thing is fascinating to me. I've actually just started to um, do some experimenting myself on that front. So I have a, uh, a bunch of bunch of questions personally to ask Tim on, on that topic. But um, yeah, let's see. We're, let's try this again. All right. I think we got... I think we got him. Bear with us. Technical, technical difficulties. This is, I think, the longest uh, technical difficulty brick I've had. I wonder if, like, uh, somebody cut his internet cable or something. <laughs> like I mentioned, feel free to uh, put some more comments in the uh, in the chat section and questions for Tim. I know I'm going to get him back. I'm going to get him back. So please bear with me. Go grab your favorite beverage. Thanks, Luis. Appreciate that. Uh, okay, some more questions here. I can see Tim is active on Skype, so let's try him again. All right, bear with us. We're uh, having a little technical difficulty with Skype right now, so hopefully we're going to solve this uh, this problem. Can see him. 
Pretty sure it's on Tim's end, not my end. Hmm. Bomber. Okay. Well, I'm going to just keep trying them. Very strange that that's just all of a sudden we got uh, cut off like that. I don't know what happened. What's up, folks? Thanks for joining the live stream. For those of you that just uh, popped in, we're having a little technical difficulty. We had uh, we had a great conversation going with Tim there, and then all of a sudden, like that, just uh, some sort of technical snafu. Thanks, Mark, for the question there. Hopefully, we'll get Tim back to uh, answer that. Let me see if I could type a chat message to Tim. I could see that he's active, so he is on Skype. Just a matter of trying to get him, uh, he and I, to connect. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, you right? Tim is not blinking right now. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Your question did break the internet. <laughs> Come back, doctor. I appreciate that, Mark. Come on, Tim, answer. His electric went out. Oh, no. Oh, no. Electricity went out. Well, that's why it's not picking up. All right, let's see what's up. Wow, that's uh, that's a that's a bummer. Apparently, his electricity went out, and um, I don't know how much uh, longer we should be waiting for that for that to come back on. <laughs> What's Tim's phone number? I'll call him. I'm not gonna. I don't have his phone number, but I'm not gonna give it out on the internet, man. That's uh, <laughs> nothing good happens when the fish stops swimming. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yay, yay, yay. And we just keep getting more and more folks on the live stream. I don't know what to do at this point in time. I uh, There's only so much uh, song and dance that I could do here. <laughs> Let me... Uh, it's strange. If his electricity's out, it says that he is online. Yeah, we might have to... Uh, might have to do a part two on this thing. I don't know. Mm, 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 mm. Well, does anybody have any questions for me? 
<laughs> what do you folks want to talk about while we wait for Tim's electricity to come back on? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What a bummer. Um, well, I'm going on vacation next week. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed that nothing bad happens to my tanks. Please, no dancing. Yeah, I'm not going to be rapping either, even though that's the name of the show. <laughs> show us the tank. Yeah, I could whip around the camera and show the tanks and all that stuff. Tank tour. Live frag sale, yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on one second. How's my battle with the dinos? Um, knock on wood, I've won that battle. The UV sterilizer, in a matter of days, just knocked it all out. And... Um, I did a two-day blackout along with that. You know, I think that just kind of helped uh, knock back the population of the dinos. I also uh, removed as many of the, the dinos manual as I could. And so now um, now I uh, use the UV 24-7. I've, I've stopped using the... Um, well, I've, I've continued to use the UV. And I'm, actually, I've, I've put a UV on my other system. So I'm a big fan of UV sterilizers now. All right. Eddie Topper, a focal banger? Oh, no question, Eddie Topper. <laughs> how, how am I finding the mitres? I love them. In fact, I just uh, picked up two more of them for a frag tank. So I got to do an updated video on on, um, on the new tank with the uh, mitres. Yeah. All right, let's see. Corner Hillary is going to try to hop. Uh, oh, he's going to hop on the, the stream and chat. Oh. Tim is here in the chat. <laughs> Let me ask him a question. So, Tim, you've, you've got no electricity, and you're just uh, on the chat with your phone or something? He's in the chat. Taking UV off. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that that's another question I had for uh, for Tim in terms of UV sterilizers. And... Um, I uh, used to think that there was potentially some issues running a UV 24/7, but my understanding is that you know all those good bacteria are hunkered down in, in the rock and in the sand, so there's not a lot of chance that those good bacteria will get into the water column and get sterilized by the UV. Hey Tim. Well, Tim, if you see any of those questions you want to uh, ask, I, I don't know um, if this is the, uh, <laughs> the the best course of action. If if you think you're going to be uh, down and out, then then maybe we should reschedule the live stream and get you back on another time. I don't know. Um, yeah, perhaps we need to uh, to reschedule. If 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 you believe that, I guess you don't. Have, you have no idea if the electricity is out. The electricity is out, and you probably have no clue in terms of when it's coming back on. So, Tim, yeah, maybe we should um, we should reschedule and and um, get you back on when you do have electricity. <laughs> All right, folks. So, listen, I uh, I apologize. I'll have to 
connect with Tim and, and figure out when we can get him back on. We had a really great start to the live stream, but doggone it, the electricity went out in, in California someplace there. So it's uh, it's just something that we'll have to uh, roll with and, and get Tim back on on the, uh, on the live stream. Yeah. All right, Tim. So we'll uh, we'll reschedule the live stream. And folks, I, again, I apologize that uh, we lost Tim there in, in the middle of the uh, the live stream. So we will. Um, ah, he's saying that they were doing some construction nearby. So I guess I guess they uh, there was some collateral damage. But um, well, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna thank my sponsors once again. Even though this is a very short uh, show, I want to thank Bulk Reef Supply and, and Ecotech Marine for supporting the uh, show and being sponsors. And I also want to thank Tim again for, for taking the time to, to be on the live stream. Even though it was only for about 20 minutes, we will get him uh, rescheduled and, and back on, uh, I promise. And I will let uh, you folks know. So, you know, you folks that follow me via social media and, and actually on my uh, my website, reefbum.com, I've got a full schedule that I actually have to update because I've got a whole bunch of other uh, really cool guests that are coming on. So I'll update that schedule and um, update it with the, um, the new date for having Tim back on. The, my next known live stream, because I am going to be on vacation next week, is Thursday, September 23rd at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. With, with hobbyist Greg Hiller. He was on before um, um, my live stream and he's going to be on again. So that should be another great show. But maybe we'll have Tim on before then. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to figure all this out. But again, folks, sorry for the, um, for the uh, having to uh, cut the, short, the, uh, the show short. But hey, like they say, shit happens. So anyway, everybody be safe, be well, and hopefully we will see you 